0: this podcast contains swear words hello and welcome to talking shit with tara cheyenne a podcast about art making creativity not giving up and living well in the process and right now that is harder than ever we're in the midst of covid19 isolation uncertainty global unrest and a fight for racial justice I'm coming from the perspective of a performing artist, but the themes and issues discussed here apply to all of us. Whether you consider yourself an artist or not, life is a creative act. I'm your host, Tara Schein Friedenberg, a choreographer, actor, dancer, writer, and educator living on the unceded ancestral territories of the Musqueam, tsleil and Squamish people on the west coast of Canada. My guest today is the Olivia C. Davies. She's a good friend of mine. She is a dance artist, a choreographer, a producer, and a general bringer of wonderful things. She is the producer of Matriarch Uprising, a festival that started in 2019 that brings together indigenous female-identifying artists from all over the world. It's something to behold. And she sat down with me, recently, and we had a really good chat. Before we dive into the interview, I just want to talk about stuff that's been going on in my mind and I've been reading in terms of the fight for racial justice that we're all engaged in right now and we should be engaged in. And as a white person, I'm trying to educate myself more and more, as much as possible. And something really important has come to my mind and um, been in my consciousness and my experience lately, and that is, um, are we taking care of our friends and colleagues who are Indigenous, Black, persons of color? Are we checking in with them, seeing if they need anything, and generally trying to take the burden of the crisis and the pain from them or helping in any way we can. So I just wanted to to plant that seed uh, for those of you who are white and allies, the importance of checking in and taking care, seeing if somebody just needs to talk or maybe just needs to, I don't know, watch a really silly movie on Zoom or donuts. That's always good, you know something sugary, cheese, flavorful. Um, What do we need? So just taking care of each other. I think that's a really important thing to think about right now. Olivia C. Davies, live in virtual reality. (laughs) Um, Now, what are the things about you or about what you're thinking about or doing right now that you think are important for people to know?
1: Hmm. Um, I've got cats trying to kill each other in the background. Give me two seconds. I'm gonna put one into another room, and then I'll tell you that because I have I have a one word answer. But one okay. second, okay, guys, you're going in that. Yeah. No, 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 and maybe that's a big concept but for me it's it's also just the finding something within every 3 minutes to look forward to <laughs> so that i'm not settling into stasis or looking back with i don't know you know regret or well i would have done things differently had i known the next 100 days would look like this right like right um so that is the, that's kind of like the overarching mantra, even if we want to call it that of like, what can I find hope in? Okay. If it's, uh, if it's going to get me through those next three minutes, three hours, three days. Awesome. Cause it's gotten me through these last three months. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, you know, if there's so much, so much sideways and and disinformation and and it's like that that feels like the one thing i can trust because it comes from within mm. so i don't need to look outside of myself to find hope that's sort of where that comes from
0: that's so good that's so good it seems so important to rely on things that come from within right now and there's so much you know noise from the outside So it's hard, isn't it? To listen. Yeah. 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 Um, And so, and then I'm going to ask this question, which is how are you doing right now? I I stopped probably about a month and a half ago asking people or responding when people are like, how's it been going? Because it just seems like too much. That's too much it's It's different moments. Just like you said, every three minutes, like how am I going to, what's, what are the next, what's the next pivot going to be? So how is Olivia right now?
1: Smiling in a warm body that has been fueled by a really great virtual yoga class. Um, some delicious lunch and yeah. And looking forward to actually you know, moving through the rest of the day, having done the thing that I would, that I have also been avoiding. So that Mm. yoga practice isn't, Oh yeah, I'm just going to do it every day. Like I have found so many excuses to not do it or just do the recording at another time, whatever. But today I was like, Nope, I'm going to get it done. I'm going to do it live because that is the human connection that I am craving. (laughs) right? Yeah. And, and it gives my, I, I feel like it's, it's a gift to give my body back to myself, um, in my, in my tiny four by four studio living room situation. But, um, but it's a moment of calm and it's a moment of, of just, it's a gift to me and that's, that feels okay right now. So it feels, feels warm and
0: yeah, warm and good right now. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. That's so good. It is so true the if you if it is live if it is a live class online. I mean, I I'm very resistant to all this online and I'm just you know, I'm I'm letting go finally and I'm doing I, I've done some Gaga dance uh classes online and it's, you know, it's Zoom, it's in real time and what that difference it makes to be I think Jane Ellison, who teaches Boeing, she's doing it online. It's like, we're not sharing space, we're sharing time right now. Yeah. And um, that that's really important. And it is like, it is a gift to just be in the same moment.
1: be In the same moment and to be witnessed. I mean, I feel like that's, that was something else that that I I didn't even understand how much how important it was to me to be witnessed by more than my cats. (laughs) Um, So when when the instructor will at one point just say like, oh good job Olivia, just like, oh (laughs) Hallelujah. Like it's such a moment of of pure ecstasy Um, to to hear my name spoken from through a screen, like whatever.
0: Yeah. I feel like that is like, that's such an important point about being witnessed. And as, cause you're like a performer,
1: mm-hmm.
0: capital P performer, um, that in this time, like that's one of the things for me, I I'm finding very, very hard. And I think there's a lot of garbage around Ooh, you're a performer. You want attention all the time. You're so like into yourself and it's actually not that in my, in, in my heart, it's, it's a it's a gift. It's just sharing. And the, to be witnessed, as you say, is, is a huge thing, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that it, it does, it, it implies, it implies an exchange of energy. It isn't this, um, you know this static. I can't even see you. You're in the you're in the darkened theater side of of whatever I'm doing on this side in the lights. Like, you know, I, I mean, I feel like so much of the work that I've been creating over the last couple of years that I've been mentored to to develop with other indigenous creators too is this essence of well, how are we witnessing one another? Really, like being present with one another in the moment of sharing, in the moment of performing. um but, but in delivering uh, a feedback loop. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and again, I don't think that's, uh, I don't think that's necessary to an indigenous cultural worldview, whatever it's, it's beyond any of that, but it's uh it's definitely a word that we, we, we talk about um, and, and moving from, yeah, moving from a place of of really wanting to open our hearts and, and open Open up a, a, a you know a line or a channel to the hearts that are that are witnessing us and and again that's beyond cultural worldview whatever that's across the board humanity I think
0: <laughs> totally but I feel like the 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 focus on it in indigenous art making community is helping like it's definitely helping me try and decolonize my art practice my mind how I see myself how I see the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then uh, there've been some lovely events that I've witnessed online. Um, I could reference most recently, miles zero dance held a garden party. Ooh, uh, a it garden was party? so much fun. They had, uh, you know, a number of, of pre-recorded dance films that were presented throughout. And then a couple live, um, oh they were so great like, they were so well done but like live duets with with people in different parts of the world performing together and then the host is uh, is in his garden in edmonton um and uh and just kind of giving like these little tidbits of botany <laughs> oh. <laughs> interspersed with introducing each performer they had a painter doing a live uh, a live painting of of still life a beautiful flower arrangement uh that was then auctioned off at the end of the but the whole thing oh they had an accordionist playing live from spain like oh wow yeah it, and it was such an uplifting like some of the pieces a little dark whatever we need that too we need the shadow <laughs> side too but the ones that were that were really like whimsical and oh i i could i could talk on and on about it it was just it was such a a moment where I was like, "Okay, I'll watch this one thing," and then I was glued to my screen for two hours.
0: <laughs> That's amazing uh, because, absolutely, because I've had the experience of like, like not want I kind of check out because things because of the digital thing, and so to be in something that actually draws you in is remarkable.
1: Oh, incredible! And like, huge shout out to Mile Zero Dance for their curation of the event. It was really, really well done, and and you know, I don't know how many hundreds of us probably not hundreds of us watching in but again in the zoom platform you know when you scroll through all the all the little post <laughs> what is it uh yeah postage stamp size <laughs> the little boxes. tiny faces and little <laughs> tiny faces you're like oh this is pretty cool we're like a little community here awesome
0: yeah oh that's fun. so good yeah um i want to talk about like all your projects i would just like. I'm always just amazed at how many projects like, Oh my God, Olivia's doing that. Wow. It's like, you're so like, you know, vibrant and inspiring and you, you just, you just make things happen, which I really like hats off. It's just so great to have, uh, have you in our community doing all this great stuff. So you just, the thing that just happened was talking truths. You had a, um, a circle discussion, um, circle conversation, yeah. circle conversation, which I love just that, that re, you know, recasting mm. the, the, the idea of how we, how we communicate. Yeah. Um, and it was like all like all different continents of fantastic artists talking. Can you talk about how that went? And Oh man, I would love to. It was, um,
1: yeah, it was an event to, um, to shift my my brain waves <laughs> my heart uh like oh everything grew in those moments. Uh, we gathered the majority of the women who'd been a part of the matriarch Uprising festival in 2019 which had happened on that weekend last year right. so it had specifically been lined up with it national indigenous people's day celebrations um as well as the 2020 event that just took place uh in, in partnership with Talking Stick Festival in February. So Australia was represented with Maria Randall and Henrietta Baird. New Zealand was represented with Louise Potiki Bryant. And then and then we came across the country with Jessica McMahon in Calgary. Woo, excuse me, down south to, oh, where is she right now? I want to say Washington State, but I could have that wrong. But uh, Maura Garcia. Or is she in Oklahoma? Either way, she's somewhere down in the States, safe and sound. Yes. But she was a part of the event as well, and then and then locally, uh, Star Marenko and Michelle Olson. So we were missing two. We were missing Gahawi dance theaters, Santi Smith yeah. and Aria Evans. Um, uh, uh, her company is Political Movement, um, and and both of which I, I, I mean, I was still able to kind of somehow. Somehow, shine a, shine a spotlight on them through just mentioning what they were doing over the weekend as well. Gahawi celebrating 15 years, and Aria Evans uh, doing a, a, a live, live digital cast performance with Chris Dirksen for the NAC. Um, but back to the event, we had, yeah, we had this incredible moment of um, really coming together once again. Once again, um, some of them, you know, uh, like Maria, star Michelle, they had been in both events, so, mm-hmm. so really kind of reviving that. Um, but then, what? What was nice about the circle conversation was even just at the beginning, you know, asking all of the all of the attendees to turn on their videos. So, I, I mean, I've been maybe you have too, but in some of these like very big group chats where they're like, keep your video off don't Don't say anything until the chat box opens or whatever and and we're like, nope, this you know we want to see you, we want you to feel like you're in circle with us, um, although this is centering our indigenous matriarchs like um you're a very you're important you're important you're an important part of this process by witnessing, by listening, uh, by having you know hearts open to what's being shared and uh, and I had a slew of questions that I was intending on asking you know, as part of, as part of kind of like a dialogue. And, uh, and then it just kind of moved organically into each woman describing their work, sharing, a, uh, you know, sharing a couple of examples, either through video. Some of them are incredible video editors and made these amazing montages of, of their works, um, and, uh, and, or photos. And, and then just spoke to the effect of, um, you know what it what it had meant for them to be a part of the Matriarchs Uprising Festival, uh what they're doing in their communities right now, and then and then eventually circling back to and and how is the current situation affecting your ability to pursue your artistic dreams, hopes, goals, endeavors. Um, and you know, and that was the moment too where I, I could I could just sort of feel like all of the good energy that we put into the circle and sharing our works and, and, and what we, what we all have, have, have accomplished, um, was really just this nice reflecting kind of backwards and forwards without any, without any true, um, what am I trying to say? Like no one's really like zooming in or settling in on like, well, yeah, in 2021, I'm going to present this thing, whatever, like, you know Michelle had some really interesting things to say, just in how Raven Spirit dance is working to to reimagine the possibilities of working in remote communities or 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 bringing access to their work to remote communities that had otherwise you know not even just really registered before and yeah. and i just I thought that was you know that's something where this technology can can do that can bring us closer together we don't have to get on get on a plane and, and go there and and look for the touring money to make it happen. Like, so that, yeah, that was amazing. And just, yeah, just being in circle with those women was such a lovely, lovely moment. Um, we really had a lot to celebrate with, with it being, it was the shortest day of the year for, for some of them, Mm -hmm. Uh, for Maria and Louise, like, Kind of forgetting that right in our in our centric worldview. Right. right? We're celebrating the other end of the solstice. And then here, uh yeah, solstice and then National Indigenous People's Day on Sunday and and the one year anniversary of the first
0: Matriarchs Uprising festival. So it was a good one. Oh, that sounds (laughs) fabulous. Yeah. Um so I want to talk about a little bit about Matriarch's Uprising. Best festival name ever. So you had, so the first one was in 2019. Yes. And the second one was just in February, just before the world screeched to a halt. Yep. I want to know like when the idea to get this festival off the ground came to you, like what was the process? It's just, um, it's such a great thing.
1: Mm, Well, thank you first and foremost. Um, And yeah, the name the name rocks. (laughs) Yeah, it really does. does. (laughs) How that landed. um, What happened, let's see, it would have been in, yeah, probably would have been sometime in 2018 when I was developing the proposal to the Dance Center for the Artist in Residency Project. and knew I was going to include some kind of gathering of women around National Indigenous Peoples Day in June towards the end of the residency. And I know that I've looked back through my emails to kind of see, like, where did, like, or even just, like, where did the name surface? And it was actually the Pacific Association of First Nations Women. Uh, They're a group that have, uh, they've got a gathering space down at Dundas and Wall, and they do a lot of uh, really good uh, community work, uh, language classes, um, you know, uh, elder gatherings, whatever, the, the, they run the gamut of of delivering uh, Indigenous-specific cultural programs. And I know that I attended an event where where some something around the words of matriarchs rising was included. <laughs> I was like, oh, I wonder if that's where I got the inspiration for matriarchs uprising. And then it was also this like, you know, I want to bring them up. I want to, I want to, I want to, give them a stage to perform on. I want to give all of us the opportunity to, um, to come together and train, which is so huge and so important. Um, and then also this uplifting of our, of our communities, of our allies, um, in, in offering, in offering circle conversation, which are also, um, an implicit part of the festival. So, so it was always going to be this, this kind of planned event of having not only, uh, evening performances, but but all this kind of auxiliary programming, which isn't really auxiliary because they're just as bloody important <laughs> as the featured performances are. So they give context, they give access, um, all that good stuff. And uh, and yeah, and then also just being inspired by companies like Raven Spirit Dance and Gaha Weed Dance Theatre who have both done the work of presenting indigenous artists um either in the context of a performance series or like specifically with raven spirit dance um their indigitive programming so the indigenous dance in vancouver programming was was a really um it was such a such an inspiring event to have witnessed and been a part of in 2017 so i was so i was starting to like look at that and look at these different models and 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 really want to understand how a partnership with a non-Indigenous organization could um, could support that vision without having any kind of heavy-handed um, sort of curatorial bent to it either. Um, and again, that's where, you know, I, I think I was really lucky in aligning with the Dance Centre and then again with uh, Talking Stick Festival, where... Both um, presenting partnerships um, allowed me the, the, the curatorial vision to bring together who I wanted, how I wanted, um, and also just sort of decide around, you know, well, well, what is the context of it? So in partnering with the Dance Centre, but specifically having it happen around National Indigenous Peoples Day, you know, this was meant to bring new audiences to the Dance Centre, but also to open up the Dance Centre to Indigenous Communities, allies, you know, the, the wider world of Vancouver who might not have otherwise come into the space to have, uh, you know, to have access to a class with Santi Smith or a community workshop with Mara Garcia. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, and then I think, you know, ha- having had the success of the June event, um, I, I mean, a funder (laughs) reached out to me and was like, do you think you want to do something again pretty soon before the end of our fiscal year? And it's like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Like I thought this was a biannual event, but, but sure, let's make it happen. And, uh, and lo and behold, um, the partnership with talking stick festival, you know, uh, grateful to our, our matriarch elder, Margot Kane for, for trusting me with my, my proposal, my pitch, She's been really great in uh, nurturing a number of us who were part of the full circle uh, First Nations training ensemble to become producers um, and, and invites, you know, quite a few people into the, back into the fold to produce for her festival. So, uh, yeah. And then that was the opportunity too with this kind of boost to, you know, to organizational capacity. <laughs> 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 to be able to like bring back Maria all the way from Australia, to bring Louise all the way from New Zealand, and and just say whatever you want to share, you've got a stage to share it on. Like, I'm not, I'm not coming with you saying, and it has to be around this length and a little, a little like no, like let's let's just let it be fully of our own agency <laughs> to mm. decide how we want to do this, um, and know that know that that is you know, that is going to work like that, like it comes back to hope, <laughs> I guess, but it's going to work out.
0: <laughs> it, it And it, and it works out brilliantly, I think, because it, it might seem revolutionary. Uh, it is revolutionary really in the way I think big organizations and small organizations and the curatorial kind of canon mm-hmm. um, has, you know, which is very kind of, you know, you know, patriarchal, uh, colonial. And it's like, just like you said, I'm going to tell you how long and what it's, you know, and you got to show me the thing and I've got to approve it. And there's something so fabulous about just trusting artists, just like, what do you want to share? And that just like what happens with that exchange and that sharing and that witnessing is so much more potent, um, because it's really authentic, I think. Oh, 100 percent,
1: Tara. And and it also it created this these beautiful evenings and and classes and and just like the whole calendar of events. When I look back on it, I'm like, wow, like people who, who who came into one and then and then maybe zoomed in on another or like. You know, whatever you experienced through the festival was what you needed to experience. So if, if you're a theater goer and your only reason for for buying a ticket was to go to the culch and see that evening performance, well, now you know about this incredible person who would, you know, who would have other, maybe, otherwise not been on your radar. And by the way, you missed an awesome class with them, but there's a circle conversation uh-huh. with them happening tomorrow, you know, <laughs> or whatever. So yeah yeah and and dreams to keep it to keep it moving i mean um not to not to go too far out of my own little house here but uh you know Maria and I are in conversation to figure out how to develop something that'll that can travel to Australia um I've had other conversations with people about how it might travel to to other parts of the world and you know, not necessarily the, the wild, wild west, uh, traveling show of, (laughs) Oh, look at the Indian up on stage. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) but really celebrating our matriarchs and, and recognizing that, you know, I've got this one little pool who, who have become dear friends and beloved colleagues and, and our kinship is real, but, um, but, but it can extend. And, and there, there are so many more. There's so many others who, who, you know, even locally that, um, that I want a presence that I want to lift up. And if Odella Arts has the capacity to do it, then I'm just going to keep doing it.
0: Oh, it that's such me. good news. Yeah, That's such good news. Cause that was my next question is like, is there one next year? What's happening? Um, yeah. I, I, I full on fell in love with a lot of uh, people that I saw. In in twenty nineteen. Awesome. Um Maria being one of them, definitely. <laughs> right. oh, yeah. Oh my god. Um so 2021, are you thinking about how it might be dreaming?
1: Yeah. Dreaming I'm dreaming. And where, you know, I think where it also it comes back to um <sighs> Big sigh uh, it comes back to understanding how much um, you know how much it takes to to do this work as a one woman operation <laughs> uh, so it's really about finding a, a strong partnership uh, with, right. with another organization and or you know presenting company whatever that is um, and and you know this this last one came up like i said a little bit a little bit quicker than I was expecting, but it came together really well. Um, so, you know, if that's, if that's a possibility to, to come back with Talking Stick Festival, I mean, that's in February. We don't know where things are going to be in February, if it makes more sense to look ahead to June. Um, but yeah, there needs, you know, 2021 will have a, an addition of matriarch sub in some way, shape or form. Um, and the digital platform that we, that we, you know, extended into yesterday, um, you know, even sharing that video with, uh, with the world or, or at least some weird edited version of it, um, (laughs) will be one that'll kind of drop in the bucket to like, Hey, this is, this is still happening. I should mention too, on a local, on a more hyper-local, um, uh, or scene here is, there is consideration to find a way uh, to bring another kind of matriarch uprising conversation in the fall uh, together. And that was something that was planned and then got canceled, postponed, whatever, for two years or something. (laughs) Um, But, but they did reach out to me to see if I would still be into, you know, finding some kind of digital engagement uh, with the, with the other indigenous creators that I'd invited for that event. So to be announced
0: all right so we'll stay tuned we'll stay tuned right on and so you're doing all that producing making shit happen and also making shit happen so you've got um wishing well your duet with melissa frost Mm. at the edge and are you doing it in in real life oh my gosh okay so tell me about this
1: (laughs) Ooh, that was like a weird cackle.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic.
1: So it's a wonderful way of, of figuring out how the heck to do things in this, in this new reality. Um, so the work itself was being developed as an ensemble. Uh, how did I describe it? As a, as a close quarter human contact ensemble with Xin Quan. Kelly McInnes and Rianne Spellness, along, along with myself and Melissa, the original co-creators. And we were in, we were in rehearsal right up till March 14th. I like to say Friday, March 13th, but we did have an additional rehearsal on the Saturday. It <laughs> felt like everything ended that weekend because it did. It did. Um, yeah. it yep. really did. <laughs> And, and we were working to develop this beautiful score. Um, you know, that, that, that had, it was really bringing out um, a, a moment or a, a kind of a, a dream sequence, a seed from Gidashi, The Wind That Takes Us, that Melissa and I had developed in 2019 for Vancouver Indigenous Dance but Indigenous International Dance Festival, excuse me, <laughs> the idea. Um, and, and, and yeah, I just, I just, I could. I could see it for for an ensemble for a five women work. Um, that number being a really magical number for me, and that the work of um, of devising it would happen in this in this period of time between the spring and the summer. And then we had to stop. And I was I was just I was ready. I was like in a, by the end of April mid yeah midway through April I was like no there's got to be a way there's got to be a way like put your Thinking cap on here, Olivia, figure it out Um, because you've got all these contractors who would otherwise be employed right now. And, and you've got this dream that, well, you see, you see how it happens, Tara. I am constantly producing because I've got a lot to get out (laughs) into this world. And, uh, and so, so I reached out to Donna. We had a lovely conversation. I was like, look, I think we could do this in the courtyard. I think that an open air space from all of the conversations I've had and timeline wise, this conversation took place actually closer to the end of May, mm-hmm. not mid April because things were all still very obscure <laughs> back then. Right? But by mid May, yeah, it was when I got my my gumption up and courage to like pre repropose this pitch to share something Um, and that it could happen in the fire hall courtyard, which is a space I love. I don't know if you love love that space too. It's such a cool space. Awesome. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and I could see how we could be socially distanced. We could be spaced apart, um, that the work would now implicitly be a series of solos, um, you know, still shared together, but. But again, with so many precautions and 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 you know, big red caution tape, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> uh, you know, around around it, around the safety of of my collaborators, of course, the safety of our team, and the safety of the audiences as witnesses. Um, so, what's going to happen on on Wednesday, July eighth, and Friday, July tenth, at nine p.m. Are two explorations, editions, excerpts. From what was what was something else completely, um, that have now been you know uh, devised by the the co-creators themselves, who I have implicit trust in. They they you know they know the vision, they know what they're doing. Um, these are these are professional artists, um, and I'm really looking forward. We're gonna you know we're gonna come together in these next couple of weeks and start to. One on one, I'm going to see what they're what they're making and and how it all comes together. Um, Melissa and I are are still working with Raina Raina von Waldenberg, oh yeah, as yes. an artistic mentor. So she has been she's been working with me through this process, um, but uh, but but gathering together, you know, to figure out how how we are adapting this for this new setting and 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 the and the space of the witnesses to the work i 'm um, also bringing in uh, one of our local elder matriarchs Sharon Jinkerson brasts to to mentor and advise on the project she 's lovely <laughs> and she mm. she is one woman who who constantly reminds me to find the light to bring forward um, you know joy and 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 that precious that precious light that we all have inside of us um, and it's a good reminder when when i find myself falling off <laughs> the path and looking to uh, to despair um so yeah and then and then i also have the cultural advisor gloria may eshkebok um also an elder um of Anishinaabe heritage who lives uh who lives up on the north shore and so she's advising me too um cuz the work is is going to be it's going to have, it's going to have a moment of ceremony that can be appreciated by everyone there. We are going to be live streaming the event as well. Okay. We, we recognize that a a small, a small audience can't all, we, we want it out there, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I want you it. You want, out to, share there. It, want share to share it, share it further. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so all of that, you know, it came together really quick, um, and and again, in trusting in trusting my co-creators that we're gonna we're gonna do something awesome, um, and that that witnesses will feel safe, um, you know, with all of the work. Excuse me, that the venue that the Firehall Arts Center is doing to understand what's appropriate, what's what's the right practice, the best practice for for right now. Um, you know, I I felt confident after having those conversations um and working with my production manager Nico Tcheko to ensure that that we could we could do it <laughs> we could do it in a way that no one's going to be uh, negatively impacted but you know I, I i share this i share this candidly but with all of your listeners um <laughs> i still have the uh, you know the, the moments of like is what i'm doing safe and is what i'm doing going to negatively impact anyone um am I putting anyone at risk like so all of the audience members will be required to wear masks and gloves as they enter the outside space um you know and there are other sort of more culturally specific practices that I'll be I'll be using to to ensure some some you know safety between ourselves and 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 the and the witnesses that I would normally do in a theater anyways but um but I feel is really important to hold the space in a good way in this high risk um, reality that i'm that I'm impressing upon people <laughs> well, yeah, freaked out but but also like I've got to get it out there so
0: and I think it's it's so important that we have some real live sharing you know and we can do it I mean we're very lucky being where we are in the world right now that things are pretty good here in on the things on the west coast here
1: and we have a venue like the fire hall courtyard where it's actually possible for people to to safely enjoy something you know
0: um exactly yeah
1: all the all those things aligned otherwise this wouldn't happen you know I had some dream that oh it could happen outside in a park but city isn't giving out permits right now that's not a reality you know so here we go
0: yeah here we go well I think it's fantastic just like the the notion of being close to I can see I can read a dancer's a performer's communication through their body. In real space is just like, oh yes, please, yes, please, go back, please.
1: And our hearts are gonna line up too, right? Right. <laughs> like that's what I'm excited about. That's you know, my my big fuel. That on March 13th, that last uh, the last the last night of the world, um, I was watching Bill Coleman's performance of the dollhouse at the dance center.
0: Oh did you get to see it? Oh I'm so jealous. Oh
1: jaw droppingly amazing like I'm so, so jealous. Frick- and it was so real. Like it, it was just I I won't go on because I'm sorry you're jealous, but it was really
0: no, it's okay. it was really yeah. real.
1: <laughs> and and just to, to see that performer um do the things he did with uh with that incredible stage space was so amazing. And I'm just, I'm glad I have
0: that in my little
1: heart too. <laughs> mm,
0: right. Like the, the last things you saw, I too, I have those like in my pocket, <laughs> not even my pocket. They're like tucked next to my heart. The last things I saw, the last rehearsals, the last like artists I was in the studio with are just like, okay, I just can keep, um, I'm feeding off of these. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I will share a link to, to Bill Coleman because I, um, I feel like he is one of those artists that makes galvanizes my belief that you you need to keep performing if you if that is your love as you age. The idea that you when you're 35 or 30 or when I was in ballet school, 27 was the age that was the goal. It was like you're going to do it until you're 27, and then you're like, "Thank you, Papa." Um, I know it's it's really it's bonkers that you just know, please, please keep going because it's. Huge gift. Talk about a performer that's like he's just so like with you. Oh my god! Yes, like he just like moves his arm, and I'm like, oh god, I just (laughs) felt that. I felt that
1: (laughs) (laughs) crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I mean the wisdom, the body wisdom, the the empathetic response one has to us a senior artist, if we can even use that term. But yeah, someone, someone like him who's doing that work. And I mean, even just on a, on a slightly younger scale, but there are other artists older than me that when I'm witnessing them perform, it's like, no, thank you. Please keep going. Like we've got so much to learn from you.
0: Well, all that life experience, I feel like what a waste to just like pull the plug because you're not doing a big ass jete anymore. Oh, yeah. like, that's dumb. Oh,
1: this 36-year-old body does not perform the way it did 10, 8, 5 years ago. <laughs> like I'm I'm really happy to still have some, you know, movement ability and not be walking with too many injuries. But the the reality sets in when I'm when I'm trying to do something in the studio and I'm like, you know what? get a collaborator to do that (laughs) let's see if they can
0: (laughs) figure out this thing that I'm trying to intend upon you know yeah right but there's probably so many more things that now you can do that don't live in that idea of like physical virtuosity or that kind of you know youth centric thing um that I think it's really important for us to like stop and go oh yeah no, I can. I have a gravitas, or I know things on stage. I know how to do less. I know how to economize. Um, totally. I know what simplicity means. I know what stillness is. Like all those things, I think are like gifts of age. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I read one thing on your website this morning. From the moment I saw the title of the solo you did, I think it was in 2017 rematriate Hmm. another title. I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Best title. Um, and, and in, in the little description, you talk about being grounded in contemporary indigenous feminism, which is a very exciting, uh, important sentence. And I just would love you to just like talk about what that means to you, Hmm. um, in your work as you create, um, Yeah. I mean, grounded,
1: grounded is like that. Even as I, as I think back to that, okay. In 2017, I was searching for grounding and I feel like in some ways when I write, I'm writing the wish that I am hoping to manifest. (laughs) Oh, loud giggle. Okay. Um, because being (laughs) grounded is something that I'm continually striving for and I'm, yeah i'm sure you relate uh, as many artists do we we live yeah. up in our dreamscape a lot of the time right so um at the time though i was doing a lot of uh research and just personal reading into um into women like lee maracle um and her her I am woman, specifically that book had been profoundly affected, uh, upon me as being this, this, just like this truth saying. And, and what that, what that did to, to how I was starting to look at at the way I was creating work was, was understanding that maybe I didn't have to, maybe I didn't have to like give or like put out so much anymore that it was enough to just be <laughs> uh, something along those lines and then working <laughs> yes, and then, yes. and then I'm working with, so yeah, in 2017, right. Cause I was working with Michelle uh, originally on that solo and she gave me other references to, to consider and, and, and how I was, and how I was developing that, that solo specifically. Um, my engagement with the uh, Squatch Eyes Lodge artists and in residents included, oh my gosh, I love this artist so much. I can't say enough about her. Please find her and link to her if you can. Um, their, excuse me, their work um, is under the title of the Rematriate Collective. And, and so Janine Frey Newtley had been uh, a, a very big, big presence in, in my, in my life as an administrator for the Squatch Ice Lodge Artists in Residence program during that time, uh, because their work is prolific and their work as, as a, not only a visual artist, but as a, she, she, they do quite a bit of performance art as well is, um, is impactful to the way that as I'm, as I'm starting to understand, like traditionally we didn't necessarily explain it all (laughs) so so as as a viewer as a witness you're meant to take take what you receive but but that that kind of you know that's that's the loop of it and anyways Janine's work was was really inspiring when I learned about the rematriate collective that they had devised with a number of other indigenous um indigenous women and and uh and creators uh, you know across the country but but hosted primarily in vancouver um i was so inspired and and what you know what started to happen was I started to meet other members of the Rematriate Collective, and then here was this word that that I, I kept finding in literature I was reading. Now I'd met a collective called the Rematriate Collective. Um, rematriation being a, a theme of decolonization of the kind of the museum practices of, of returning sacred objects and 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 you know totems back to their original communities. Um, and then, and then finding myself, then going back into the personal legacy work of, well, what are my matriarchal values? What are, what are the teachings that have been downloaded to me from my grandmother's grandmother's grandmothers, who, um, you know, no longer living but alive in my heart can can still inspire me and 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 ground me <laughs> in mm. the in the you know not only in the creative work but in the day to day physical social emotional spiritual you know reality that we live in so that was that was a big like research kind of angle too to this to this solo that in the end i mean i look back on it and i'm like it was okay it didn't feel like i never re- i don't feel like i ever really dived as deep into the into the what i presented as the artistic uh outcome <laughs> as i did into the research and maybe that's Maybe that's just unto itself. Um, I also feel like some pieces maybe just need to have, have their one drop in the bucket and then I'll revisit it 10 years later with a whole other, you know, life experience to add to it. Um, and I should mention, I was also working with Joe Leslie through that process to a non-Indigenous matriarch who's, um, who's in inspiration and, uh, And advice really, really helped hone in on, you know, on how I was gathering all of this research and then trying to somehow physicalize physicalize it.
0: Mm -hmm, Is that mm a word?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Put it out through my body. Um, Yeah. uh, Connection to land was, was something that started to come into that piece too. But again, one that I just like, I feel like I just scratched the surface of and then I brought. Rejection artist in to help me work with that with this big piece of material that was that was enveloping me um which also represented all the all the grandmother's love like wrapping around me uh yeah, so anyways, yeah, that solo was presented with gateways, which was the other five woman ensemble um that I'd created, and we shared that as medicine, and I have great hopes for medicine, you know, moving. Moving out into the world, but uh, probably with a revisit to rematriate a couple years down the road. <laughs> yeah,
0: nice, excellent. I mean, I think so many things that it's it's the whole process. I mean, as you know, the older I get, the more I kind of appreciate all the things that kind of surround a piece that we make, and sometimes those things are more important than what happened on stage or. It kind of reverberates throughout other works. I'm right now. I'm reading Twyla Tharp's "Keep It Moving," which is her latest book. It's a lot about aging. It's beautiful. I I I I really like what she says. She's so pragmatic and just you know, kind of no bullshit, which I love. But she talks about you know some works that we make are bridges. You know, there's going to be a few things that we make that are like you know quintessential you know big illuminating etc. Mm. and there's going to be probably more that are bridges between oh I love it this piece and the next piece I really like yeah. that too because it made me appreciate some of the things that I've made more yeah because I I saw them as like oh yeah that's that was how I got to this thing um fully that which is
1: nice yeah no and I oh my god that's <laughs> That is something I can, I think I can hold on to and, and stop looking back at some of those pieces and be like, oh my gosh, did I actually share that in that way? <laughs> not, maybe not necessarily rematriate, but other things that have, that have occurred.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, Hopefully. it's, it's, um, but isn't it wonderful to like, just have the opportunity and the chutzpah to put these things out, to keep making. Yeah to keep rematriating <laughs> and <laughs> uprising i know <laughs> oh i love it okay mm. we could talk for like hours mm. we'll have to have you back um i want to end with um two questions the first question is is there something right now that is inspiring you um giving you like a that little to keep you going it's
1: getting warmer and lighter well i guess The light maybe is actually diminishing now, but it sure as hell feels a lot brighter. (laughs) But it's going to be bright for a while. I mean, come on. Yeah, no, fair (laughs) enough. Um, uh, My garden has started producing fruit finally. (gasps) So I'm enjoying a couple strawberries every day and I can see the raspberries are just starting to get out there into the sun. That's exciting. That's keeping me going because it's also... uh, physical reality of, (laughs) of through this time, I have had to prepare and plant. And now I'm seeing the fruits of some of that labor. So that's pretty, that's pretty cool.
0: Oh, that's huge. I love that because it is, I totally relate to that. I've grown radishes on the balcony and I my my disproportionate joy Mm. with these radishes Mm. is quite hilarious. I'm just like, I can't come and look, come and look, everybody look at the radishes. I'm stopping so myself from instagramming these freaking strawberries, right? Like, <laughs> right? I know. I know. But the thing and you say, you hit the nail on the head, it's 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 that it's like it's clear. Yeah. I planted this. I took care of it. It grew. Now sweet little yummy. Yeah. And there's so many things in our world, um uh, never mind just the the life of an artist that is like What's happening? Is this a thing? Did I make something did are we what's going on?
1: Oh, yeah, there's so much noise out there, Tara. This is like a quiet, simple step by step process. I
0: know. it's a little bit of reality and
1: it's <laughs> time immemorial like it's yeah, that evolution that that we have always been harvesting and gathering and
0: <laughs> you know just like spending some time with the. The dirt and the plants. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my second question is: Is there something that's really frustrating you or angering you the most right now? Is it like, is there one thing that you're just like, you know what, really bugs me? And it can be big, it can be small, it can be petty, anything.
1: Mm-mm. Ooh, that's a chin scratcher. Let me try to choose the thing. Um. Honestly, the other day, trying to do my groceries, not feeling people give a damn that we're still in this, um, that, that lack of sensibility that we maybe all had in the first couple weeks, it scares me. So I don't like being scared. I go, I go from fear to anger pretty damn quick. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it turns into rage and then I'm like walking home with my groceries, cursing people under my breath, being like, stay away. Um, and here I am about to do a bloody performance outside. So so what the heck, Tara? I don't know. That's, that was my most current, like, this really frustrated me. You didn't take the time to like give me space as I was trying to choose my whatever from the grocery store, right? Yeah. Those places still feel hyper, you know... Uh, they just, they still feel unsafe to me. So I got to work on my, my resilience and in, in going <laughs> indoors.
0: <laughs> I'm finding it really hard too, really hard. Cause it's, yeah, there, there seems to be this all of a sudden people are like, Oh, whatever. <laughs> They're just like, I'm like, Oh no, no, this is still a pandemic. Just we no it's not, it's still on, yeah, please. Yeah. Please still on, still on
1: and, and still fucking real. And we don't, we don't know what the next hundred days, like, Whatever are gonna are gonna be like. So, can we all just like still, still live in the real world, <laughs>
0: please? Yep. For example. For example. Yeah. Oh, I talked to my my dad and my stepmother live in North Carolina, mm. and they're Canadian, but they're they're down there, and um, they opened things down there, and that now they're having a massive outbreak. Oh, it's massive. God. Oh, so, that's terrible. So I just is like, come on, everybody let's just like keep it groovy here and yeah in you know in this place this lucky place that we're in um and just keep it that way yeah my 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 <laughs> hopes
1: and prayers out to to your family that they stay safe through this and i got family out out east in toronto and and yeah. they're you know one of them's immunocompromised and he's like yeah it's just it's a really shitty situation to be so far away from them and and then see you know see the news put out there how how people are just flagrantly not taking precautions seriously like but if it was your older family member, you probably would make a change right.
0: Yeah, it's that taking care of each other thing.
1: It's, a, it's a, and that we're all we're all a part of this. Like nothing has brought us closer together as a global community than a global pandemic. So we can't just go back to living in our isolated islands of life anymore. It's it's going to be important more than ever that we're yeah being safe and uh, and being well so that we can we can continue to lift each other up. Eh?
0: Thank you, Olivia. Well, you lift me up. Really, you do. Um, Thank you so much for spending this time with us. Thank you so much,
1: Tara. This was awesome. I love chatting with you. Anytime.
0: Good. (laughs) We'll have you back and I'll post those links um, for Olivia's show coming up and Melissa's show coming up with these. What a great cast um, at Dancing on the Edge, and um, we'll link to all the other artists that we talked about. Amazing.
1: Thank you so much, Tara.
0: And that's it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much to Olivia C. Davies for joining me today and sharing all her inspiration and excellence with us. Check her out at the Dancing on the Edge Festival if you're listening to this before... July 9th and 11th, 2020. You can catch her. I'll put the link in the show notes. And I've also got a couple films in the festival on the 3rd and the 9th. I'll put that in the show notes as well with my collaborator, Allison Beta and music by Mark Stewart. And on that note, this podcast was composed, produced, edited by Mark Stewart, markstewartmusic.com. And you can get in touch with us at... Tara Cheyenne, TCP on Instagram, Tara Cheyenne Performance on Facebook, or you can email me at info at I'm going to get an actual podcast email soon. I'll figure that out. There's other priorities. And a reminder to please rate, review, comment, share, word of mouth this podcast far and wide. It really does help. Share us on social media or whatever channels you choose. And if you have the means and the desire to donate, you can go to TaraCheyenne.com, upper right hand, click the donate button, and it'll take you right there. And I'll put the link in the show notes. Even a little bit really does help. Talking Shit with Terra Cheyenne is a production of Tara Cheyenne Performance. Stay safe, keep your distance, take care of yourselves, and take care of each other. Be well. This podcast is effing good.